0: The dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting, alive with fur and feather. As omen, apparition, we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground. Good evening, this is the Antipodean Arts Podcast This is episode number 12 Yay, episode
1: 12
0: (laughs) Welcome
1: (sighs) I'm just going to take this um, moment and bring my attention to where I am In Karulpa, Yagara and Terrible Country, unceded, sovereign territory I acknowledge the elders past, present and emerging I acknowledge the struggles and the pain and the continued injustices perpetrated against the First Nations people and these lands by the illegitimate government, um, and I acknowledge the survival of culture and song and ceremony, and I acknowledge political activism and family and kin and and knowledge and power. And here we are for episode twelve. <sighs>
0: Thank you for those words, Theo. Of
1: course. Um, How are you, Brody Anne, I'm what's good. The I was
0: so deep in that just then. I'm yeah, bit- actually. Um, I always am when when you do um, introduction to country or acknowledgement of country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's been coming up lots lately in, in my house. So, um, my fiance Damien Knight, he's been bought. Uh, an ancestral uh, test kit Like mm-hmm. DNA test yeah, kit yeah, yeah. And we want to save up until we've got enough money For me mm. and our puppy dog Because <laughs> all of us are a family So all three of us want to do it at the same time And um, They
1: do canine DNA?
0: They do, yeah, yeah If you Because oh. um, our, our dogs are rescue dogs mm. And um, Moose is particularly special mm. And we just want to know exactly what the combo was mm. Not to produce more puppies mm. to make more like him because just for that's knowledge, just for what love, you shouldn't do, yeah, exactly. Um, but if we ever see another dog with the same combo out there, we would definitely adopt them because he's, he's just a stellar. Mm. Um, but so now we've been thinking more about our own ancestry, and um, I've been talking to my mum and her older sister, my auntie Paula, was definitely the family record keeper. And she lived and traveled all over the world with her mm. children. So her, her, her second husband, I should say, worked for the um, Australian consulate. And I was always so jealous. Like my cousins, the three girls, they grew up in China. They mm-hmm. spent time in Poland. They lived in Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they... Got to see and do lots of exciting things, so did we. But I was always jealous that they'd mm. lived in other countries and, and knew how to speak different languages. Yeah, and um, I've been thinking of reaching back out to Ani Paula. I, I talk to her quite frequently, she's very close with my mum. Um, but she was one of the only family members that really took the time to kind of um trace. Some of our family lineage mm-hmm. on that side, yeah. so we've got much more information, obviously, about where family came from mm-hmm. um, as England, uh, sorry, as English, Irish, Scots immigrants, mm-hmm. uh, but very little about uh, Australian family, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So it's just been all playing on my mind this week about yeah. how I really want to get on top of that. And through some of the amazing people I've been meeting in Midian West End, actually, who work for groups like Link Up and stuff like that, mm. I uh, I want to actually travel to the land that I know some of my great-great-grandparents yeah. were were born to and lived in. Yep. And, um, yeah. So and that's when what you we're going to talk today, about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it just made me um, think about it. And it made me think about that... Um, we all have connections to mm-hmm. different spaces when we open up to them, when we yeah. offer our prayers to yeah. the elements, to our gods and goddesses, mm-hmm. whoever they are, um, and to the powers that be. But there's something, is like an extra yearning in me at the moment to mm. know more about what exactly is my connection here to, to this land Yeah, by my grandmother. So, yeah, yeah. thank you so much for saying what you said, as you do.
1: Well, I learned it got it me from, to that place. Yeah, I, I, I was, I watched um, my friend Sal, who we've had as a guest on this um, podcast before. I would watch her do it, and. Mm. Um, um, mostly only actually the only times i've ever seen her she's not doing a welcome to country because she's not on her and um, her country she's mm. often doing acknowledgement of country um, which um first nations people do in other places to acknowledge just as non-indigenous people should do and so i just would watch sal do it and i would just replicate what mm. sal was doing which is always um to acknowledge to, to name to name the people to acknowledge the elders um to acknowledge the spirits of the land um often often called the old ones or the old people um and to acknowledge both the very obvious past and present injustices um but also the strength because a lot of people in um i think we're taught to look at aboriginal people as um weak oh absolutely and and it's like absolutely. actually like considering the fact um considering the systematic and systemic constant assault since 1788 invasion mm. um Just the the sheer survival and thriving of of many of the nations, the First Nations of this country, and the resurgence and activism and power and art and presence is just awe inspiring. Mm. And um, certainly, like this, this like when I think of travel and when I think of um, ethnicity and ancestry and belonging, like certainly I wasn't born in this country, and um, I did grow up in it. Um, I came here when I was two. Um, But And I had this really strong... I was raised to have a really strong awareness of my Balinese heritage because we would go back every year and my father was um, there. He would come every year as well up until I was about 15 years of age for about two to three months and we would go there for one to two months. So I would be around him and watch him do Balinese things.
0: But he... I mean... I was going to say he wasn't just living a day-to-day Balinese life, as if that's something you know not to be celebrated. But I know that he is is very active within the spiritual community oh. of Bali.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, everyone everyone is, in is Bali. but he is particularly <laughs> proficient in, yeah. um, a partic- in a particular a particular set Does of skills. Does he have a
0: particular? Um, <laughs> name or acknowledgement that's given to him when people talk about him?
1: Ah, uh, people. So I'm doing it correctly. <laughs> people just call him Puck John, which is which is like in community and in village life, just like Uncle John? No, it's not it's like on like it's very honored. You know? Uh, honored but Yeah. But honored it's like man. Yeah, but he, so he's, um, so there are Balians and he wouldn't necessarily, he doesn't live the life of a Balian, um, which is like a, the 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 indigenous word for um, a spirit worker, but there are many forms, like some of them specialize in the um, herbal um, remedies that come out of the Kawi Lontar um, scripts. Some of them are mediums, which my grandmother was. Some of them are hands-on healers, which he can do. I haven't really seen my father do mediumship work like my, my grandmother, his mother, but I certainly, I know he flies. Eyes, just mm. like we witches do i know that he um does interesting work with tantric like traditional tantric um energy work mm. um yeah and other stuff that i don't feel comfortable sharing because it's because no, it's no. his life um yeah. and he has his own kind of like um, pr- um privacy around that but um yeah so like i guess it's so interesting to be an australian citizen and to have my passport say you know that i'm an australian because to this day like the other day on Facebook, cause I like to ask people questions on Facebook to, I, cause I love all the perspectives. And I was going to mm. ask, I was going to ask, what does it mean to be Australian? Mm. Because I don't know because, because we're, we're a young country and I'm doing that. You can't see me, but I'm doing that in inverted commas um, because country to me is more, is closer to what um, most Aboriginal friends of mine say country is. Um, I don't like nation states and borders are bullshit. Um, I just I guess I don't know what it means because mm. so much so much of the legacy of being Australian is is racism white supremacy invasion occupation british imperialism yeah convict heritage which is h- hugely traumatizing and I think that carries I think we um those of us of convict stock and I through my mother's line I descend from both again in quotation marks free settlers oh, yeah. and also convicts right yeah. so people who probably stole I know that one of my great my one of my irish um i think he was my great 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 grandfather he came on a ship because he stole a horse
0: i like him already yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) and
1: (laughs) And you know what i mean like to be sent from the place that your ancestors lived in for if if not thousands of years which likely but mm. generate like generations like mo- most DNA testing in regional areas of the British Isles and Ireland these days show that people who live in small villages or small towns that their that their mitochondrial DNA is like you know fifth like 50 miles east north there's a there's a there's a neolithic <laughs> woman in a grave with your with your uh, dna they didn't yeah. actually do that much moving around mm. and so when i have i was lucky enough my mother gifted me something profound in 2008 and i she's she kind of sent me to her I think she did it knowingly But she gifted me this thing She's like You want to go to Europe And I was like Yes I do And she You know Bought me these plane tickets And gave me some money And I didn't have it at the time And I was so happy I was working at a news agency I didn't have that much money And um, I went to um, You know What is now called England I went to Wales I went to Scotland And I went to Ireland and that was all in eight weeks. And I traveled with two of my witch friends who now, who in, in 2008 also moved there. Yeah. So I went, I went, we formed a little, we were, we were all Wildwood witches. We had a little coven and, um, and since they've never come back and I was <laughs> the one who came back, yeah. like it was me. And, and I mean, it's a bit more complex for me. I have Bali too, right. Mm. But, uh, and I've, I've lived in Bali as an adult too. And, um, but I don't know, I came back to Australia. And so I also travel, as you know, as, as some people know, um, my vocation, my job ha- and my spirits urge me to travel and teach. Mm. And I go to communities in, throughout US, Canada, um, Britain, um, Brazil, uh, Bali, um, throughout the east coast of Australia, down into Tasmania. Um, And I teach It's funny
0: Because I can't see you Living in one particular city
1: Yeah No one can
0: (laughs) Yeah A lot of my You have readings You have people tell you Like other people you work with They're like Oh no (sighs) man You're like Oh I could totally live here And they're like Hmm
1: I know, and I—it's actually painful. Yeah, like it's—it's it's a bit—it's—it's—it's it's, it's both a dynamic tension and produces great magical power. And so, what I also want to say is that um, to be someone with that kind of nomadic um, thing switched really on, like I—I yeah. I, I remember reading a report about certain people having, and I know nothing about like gen, g- genetics, but like like some people, some human animals just have more of a nomadic urge, mm-hmm. and I clearly do. And, yeah. and it's a bit... And it's emotion, it emotionally overrides my logical brain. Um,
0: your wanderlust, you're wanderlust. Yeah. Like, like I have and fucking
1: wanderlust. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and to, to discover and to be... And so, like so much of traditional witchcraft and folkloric witchcraft teaches us about drinking deep of a, of a bioregion, of a land, right? Mm. And, and, and I believe that is important. And so much of my witchcraft is living on the wind, living out of my suitcase. I have become an expert at taking the smallest bag for three months. (laughs) Like people are like, is that all you have? I'm like, yeah, Yeah, because I know what I need. And I've had people ask me about like, well, you're a witch, like you have fetishes and like uh, uh, power items, and, and I'm like, yeah, and they're the thi- they're all in my bag. Where's your altar? Exactly. So where's your chalice? <laughs> yeah, I don't bring my chalice. Where's your ath- well? Actually- where's your athame? Well, yeah. See, I'm not I am not a witch that has working tools like <laughs> some traditions have, which is sacred for them. Um, I often bring a pair of scissors because I work with scissors a lot. I I have so many. Love m- that. I, yeah, we need I need
0: to ha- have a whole episode about raven grimassi and oh yeah. italian witchcraft yeah. yeah
1: um necklaces a lot of my spirits live or have like interfaces through my necklaces like right now i'm wearing um a necklace um which is a ganesha um, rujaksha mala and so it's devoted and dedicated to my connection with um ganapati um and you know, so around me, like right now I'm looking down at this red thread around my left wrist, which is about ancestral red river work. And then the trimoti um, uh, band that most Balinese people wear. My, my mother just brought it back from being with my father in Bali. The red represents Brahma, who to us is fire. The black represents Wisnu, which is our pronunciation of Vishnu, um, which in Bali is water. And the white represents Siwa, which is, uh, wind. And, um, and then they all are in relationship with Pertiwi, which is the earth. Um, so like on my body, also tattoos, mm. I um, am an inked person mm. and I, my, tattoo, my, ta- my, ta- my tattooist, Lily Collard, who is a beloved sibling, witch, kin of mine and of yours, um, all my tattoos are done with such precision and sorceress intention mm. that they are gates and...
0: I mean, we're going to divert here a little from our travel talks. But I always knew that I wanted to be um, tattooed in a ritual fashion. Yeah. Right? Um, I was lucky enough to be hand-poked by a few beloveds. Mm and i was lucky enough to travel to north canada with my partner and to wow. where his family was and yeah. have tattoo work done by first nations folks and i um and have had the exact same experience with lily collard and lily collard on tattoo we're going to get her on
1: we fucking to have better, a, an amazing lily.
0: chat about um not just tattooing but her ancestry and magic
1: her knowledge of Welsh, Welsh self, mythology yeah
0: her punk rock yeah background l- yeah lily looking at um, you we're going to
1: get you in november
0: yeah but i haven't had an experience where i was ritually tattooed by a beloved so someone who is within my inner circle in a fashion where the ink was consecrated the the additives that we added to that ink, the power with which the needle was used, the incense, the smoke, the, the whole caboodle. I've mm. never had that happen before. And to understand that that is what true tattooing is meant to be like. Mm. It, I mean, there's, you know, anyone can do their own thing. You can walk into a tattoo parlour, point at the wall, pick a love and heart with mum through it. And it could be sacred yeah. to you because something could have just happened to you. Like yeah. I have a um, a figure of eight symbol on the, mm. on the back of my, my neck, which is definitely uh, something that happened because I was trying to get my sister to have a tattoo. So <laughs> my mum, my, my, mom, my sister and I went out After my grandmother passed away Mm -hmm. and we all wanted to do something to celebrate, someone was getting a frangipani flower because she loved frangipanis Mm -hmm. and she was an island woman. And my sister wanted the word eternity written because she did not want a figure of eight (laughs) tattoo on her body. (laughs) And I had a figure of eight put on the back of my neck and sometimes I forget it's there. Um, Look, it's not that it, it means less, but I had wished... That I had done that with my sister, with my mother, Mm -hmm. with my cousins, all underneath the hands of someone like Lily, Mm -hmm. that that made it sacred as it should be.
1: Yeah, totally. I felt
0: definite change in my body, in my spiritual work and in my magic the minute I have a tattoo done. Totally. And if you haven't had a similar experience, experience, then I don't know.
1: It's a big deal it's it's a very big deal and a very big commitment. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, totally. Back back um b- back to Britain and you talking about um wanting to go back to landscapes and lands in which your people, your mother, your your lineages grew from. And this mm, is the mm, thing, right? Mm. This is what the word indigenous literally means. It means to grow out from. It mm, means to mm, arise mm. from land. Um and so, you know, <sighs> We like travel always reminds me of the concept of um indigeneity and and also how it's so complex now it's mm. so complex in the sense that um so many people it's not complex for some people i I feel it's com- like so I could say I am indigenous to Bali, um which I was born there, my father is indigenous to Bali, his family are indigenous to Bali they are of the land with the land by the land that is that is why he had to move back when he um, when he was here because that to be to be to be not on the land that you are f- of mm. and 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 that is so different for like modern like Western, people like we all we are animals though and i think i think so many of the traumas and i I think so many of the social ills that are going on are because of this like ancestral dispossession being cut off at the roots Mm. and not having the context anymore like and having like the like the the vicious institution of the church um and I'm, this is different from mystic christianity and and the spirituality of christianity i'm talking about churchianity yes. and how um the empire of rome used um the the new religion christianity and adapted and 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 took something that was actually rebelling against the roman empire oh. and used it to further the roman empire and then invade um britain and invade ireland well actually i guess they never did invade ireland but they invaded britain and what and and you know and 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 a series of invasions happened in in those islands um when when i went back for the first time i just remember and i may have said this on another podcast i I know i've said this so many times in classes and with people but just i felt my people like i knew what that was like in bali bali is easy for me because i was born there i have cultural connections to it but the islands the the northwestern islands um i've been back four times now and and that's what it's like that's why it's going back because because like i so i was watching um an amazing if you don't know who laura o'brien is go listen go access laura o'brien oh my goodness she's amazing
0: Can I, I can't um I can't recommend her enough. Yeah, we should get her yeah, as a guest. I would love to. I'm and to up talk the about Irishness. To, cause she's someone that I respect greatly, and um, even as someone who was just. Dipping my toe uh, Earlier in the year Mm -hmm. Asking about courses Asking Mm -hmm. about how to learn more Mm -hmm. um, About my Irish connections She was so gracious And giving And all the information That she had there And all the different options She wasn't going like You need $700 And you're going to rediscover Your Irish roots Like she's fucking Straight down the line And she does a lot of free courses And a lot of free lessons On YouTube Wonderful person, yeah. and I would really like to I believe that she I wish had the information here right now. Um, I believe she is one of the few people that undertakes with permission certain small tours she does yeah, of she does special sacred places in Ireland, yeah, she does.
1: Yeah. Um, I remember seeing um, when I was at PantheaCon, the one and only time I ever went um, in February 2016, I remember seeing her there Mm. and I remember us like looking at each other and nodding because we we (laughs) knew of each other. Yeah. But but we like, there was this moment where I saw her and I knew who she was and I nodded at her and she nodded back and and I kind of wish I'd gone up to her. But I was watching a YouTube video um, recently about, I think it was called On Being Irish or blah 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 and i remember and and because to be natively irish mm. um and she gets she gets she's so fierce like she's gracious and fierce and those things are the same thing for her i think can't yeah. speak for her but that's the way it seems mike um and she was talking about in this youtube video she's talking about how t- you know people because people in like certainly i think this is a thing in the united states more than it is here mm. uh, people here are like we're australian i don't like like you know what is your ancestry oh i'm australian it's like, but people in the United States really like, oh, I'm Polish, I'm uh, Kenyan, I can Like, also, yeah. I'm American, but like, oh, no, my people I'm are American from... Irish.
0: Yeah. I'm American-Irish, Boston Yeah, Boston-Irish. Yeah, it's
1: like, yeah. cool. Yeah, maybe you're... A- maybe that's true, but you can't claim you actually cannot claim to be Irish, no. right? Like, and that's what she talks about. You can talk, like, I can talk about my Irish heritage. Yes. And I've definitely in the past made the mistake of saying I'm Irish. And I think the reason I um, used to say that was because I didn't want to say, I didn't want to go on and go... I- white Australian of Irish and British heritage, which now I do. I now take the time to say, um, but I'm not Irish and I'm not culturally Irish.
0: But, Darlene, just a side note, that's us the first time we fall in love with what it truly is to be ourselves. A lot of that has to do with our connection to to our culture to Irish myths of yeah. magic we don't have that here in Australia yeah. we didn't get that and this is
1: the ill this is where a lot of the trauma yeah, comes from yeah
0: it's, and it's terrible it's, we're searching for something and there's yeah. so many white Australians with ancestry of Irish Scots Welsh mm. um, that that you know, romanticize that part of it. Yeah. We don't look at a lot of it. And going back to what you started talking about at this very start of the podcast, I think within the next five to ten years, we're going to learn a lot more about the frontier wars. Mm-hmm. And I feel that people in Australia here are really going to have to understand what some of our Irish, yeah. English, and Welsh and Scots in, um, like you know forefathers did in the name of claiming land here. Yep, and and we need to prepare ourselves for of this knowledge yeah. that's about to be dropped on us. Yeah,
1: certainly. You know, any person in this country who is of um, non-Aboriginal heritage and, and some people are, are um, you know, also have Aboriginal heritage and have non-Aboriginal heritage, um, we all have to face that. Hmm. Um, certainly there are more recent Im- immigrants that um, it's different for them, but, like yeah. African immigrants and Asian immigrants. But but we do live in a country where we, we run on – On racism, Mm, this country mm, runs mm. on racism, um, and otherwise, it wouldn't be the way it is. Like, um, it's so complex because, like, so for me, like, traveling brings up like we've already like we've already gone to like ancestry connection, um, language, culture, and tattoos, Mm. and when we look at some of the. Romanticized images, for instance, of the pics. Because you and I both also have Scottish heritage. Yes. We have these. Um, some people say that the word "picked" comes from um, like to be. I've heard it said to be picked, like to have pictures on pictures you. on you. Yeah, and, and It's and a, it's they a did. silly
0: Roman word.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's got nothing
0: to do with our heritage yeah. Yeah. as ancient Scots. And I, I mean, I have I have a, a bone of contention with Romans across the board. Yeah. Because of what happened to what I believe is is the foundations of of my magic and my ancestry on that side of my family. Yeah. But um, to be fair, unfortunately, we weren't a language that was written down. We weren't a language or a culture that was documented um, in books Mm -hmm. uh, or, or apart from those that were written by Romans.
1: Exactly. And this is very true of most Aboriginal nations as well. Same
0: with Australia. Mm. Exactly the same. So the things that were being portrayed, there's an incredible book that's just come out. I don't want to mess this up. I believe Uncle Pascoe um, is the gentleman that wrote the book. It's called Dark Emu. And it's based off of very easy information he was able to find within Australian references. It shows that our First Nations peoples here were farming, yeah. They had, cultivating, they grain, definitely had agriculture. They culture. Had, but they also had homes. Oh, of course, sedentary <sighs> homes yeah. that were built. Um, and I mean, and there were
1: lies told in order to to further this notion of terra nullius, of course. But yeah. there is
0: so much wonderful stuff mm. for us to learn, yeah, f- from them in turn. I just. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I guess to me, like, I guess I was so lucky to be raised by a woman who taught me to think critically about these things and not to assume. Because yes. when I when I've um, listened to um, I think his, I think his first name is Bruce or yeah, Uncle Pasco. Bruce Pasco. Um, yeah. When I've listened to him talk, like like it is new information, but um, emotionally, I'm never shocked. I'm like, well, of course, like yeah. like like you're. Your, the cultures of this, of this continent and Tasmania are just so... And the Torres Strait are just... And I don't, I don't bring up the Torres Strait enough, unfortunately, because like mm. like that is, I admit, one of my blind spots. But like, it's just so rich.
0: Let's make that this, something that we, we look towards for mm. a future episode because um, it's something that I believe that there's actually some family that originated from the area.
1: With through myself. you through, From the Torres Strait Yeah mm.
0: uh, And also When I was teaching And working in prep We had the most Incredible Torres Strait Island group That would come through Every year Yeah And teach Both palm weaving And songs Of the Torres Strait Islands Yes And I've got their I, I do believe I still have their contacts And I would love To have one of them On the show To talk to us About how they're Trying to come here And educate yeah. Students in Queensland
1: if you're if you're listening if and you're our Torres Strait be. Islander, please and you're into what we do, please reach out. We'd love to have yeah. you as a guest. Um yeah, are there places in the world that you long to set your feet in? Oh. What are like some like when, when I say that you long to set your feet in? Long. Like what what do you feel in your heart? Where do you need to go?
0: I need to I need to live in Scotland. Mm. Um
1: Where in Scotland, do you know?
0: Well, there's a castle with my name on it. (laughs) I'll go there first and say, hey, it's been nice of you to look after it for me. (laughs) Brody Castle is mine. Um, No, I think I want to travel. I want to get married Mm -hmm. in Scotland. Mm -hmm. It's a land that has um, a lot to do with both of our family lines mm-hmm. and it's the one thing that both our family lines have in common.
1: You and Damien. Um, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So my partner who I talk about, his family being First Nations Canadian, along with a lot of the French that immigrated to um, hunt fur um, from Quebec, They were there was also just as many Scottish folk mm-hmm. that travelled to that part of the world. And... Um, yeah, I, the, uh, through meeting some of his family there, I feel like Scotland's very important to both of us, and it's mm-hmm. something we both have in common. A lot of other things are different, but
1: yeah, my mother's um, last name is a Scottish last name. I went to yeah. her, I went to that. I won't say it's my castle, but I went to <laughs> I went to the um, the Farquharson. Her last name is Farquharson. The Farquharson Castle oh, wow. in Braemar and I just stood there going, Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Braemar. my ancestors, some of my ancestors, yeah. this was their place, yeah.
0: I don't yeah. have anything that fancy like uh, I think my first name Brodie in Scottish means like He who digs ditches or graves or like holes or something
1: Yeah <laughs> Look, all work is, is important
0: uh, Look, I don't mind I, The happiest I am is when I'm, you know, two foot deep in dirt mm-hmm. burying things not bodies, yes. Queen. Not bodies, seeds um, on top of the bones. Just joking. Um, <laughs> um,
1: so Scotland, you want to travel to Scotland, and and where else do you long to be? I
0: want to go back to Bali with you.
1: Yes. So
0: I've been blessed Let's to be in Bali and do a before. Let's podcast from Bali. I it. would love that. I
1: know a recording studio. It would is record. the antipodes, yes, so we can still
0: do it from there. Um, I, my my sister and my mom, and I moved to the Gold Coast in in Queensland uh, when I was just going into high school, and it was never really my jam. It was never really my thing. <laughs> I've also
1: lived there. I agree. Um,
0: yeah, I there was there was artistically desolate there was no the art land galleries, is profound there's no oh it was awful um belly heads the beaches the yes. trees mount tambourine everything magically mm-hmm. yes and yes, nature yes, yes, is gorgeous yes. but wasn't wasn't for me um i don't know i think i would like to take that family over with me. My sister got married in Bali because mm. that was somewhere that she spent a lot of time with her partner when mm. they were young. Mm-hmm. Something you do on the Gold Coast, like if you save up your money, you yeah. go there, you, you know <laughs> spend four hundred bucks and go across to a board and you go yeah. surfing, you hang out, and you come back to. The uh, Jisu,
1: yes, the Jisu. I
0: didn't do that. I got <laughs> to go over when um, they were going to get married mm-hmm. over there, which was something they really wanted to do. Um, and it was so beautiful, and I fell in love with the people and the culture and the mm. and the temples and the gods and the goddesses yeah. there. Immediately, they were like, Island "Hello, what are you doing here?" Yeah. And I was like, "Hello, <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to meet you." So I didn't realise, but that was when we were just starting to hang out or just Mm, starting to meet. mm, mm. And um, when I started explaining to you some of the mountains that I'd walked and some of the temples I'd been to, you were like, well, that's my father's mountain. That's where they're from. (laughs) Uh, That's That's my father's temple. Yep. And uh, we should do that together next time. Yeah, yeah. So um that's something I would really love to do.
1: Mm.
0: Our mutual friend Lily, we mm. spoke about before. We've
1: been talking about Lily a we lot. Don't. Lily, she's, this is this is a love she's fest so for you. Hot yeah. her.
0: So I want to go to Wales with her and her lovely yeah. partner, Andy. Um, and there's a couple of places in um well, there's lots of places in Ireland I want to mm-hmm. go. Ireland but, is um, profound. I have some family houses I want to go and visit. Mm. My father's passed, so has my grandmother and my grandfather on that side. Mm. I don't have any contact with my mm. auntie on that side. But I've done enough research mm. to hopefully know where to go. Yeah. And I know that that's gonna feel like what Canada felt like. Mm. Like since I was a little girl, I dreamt about Canada. Mm. This is way before I even imagined meeting someone to marry that came from yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah. I like remember my mum helping me do you mean you had to do school projects and it was like a big piece of cardboard? And you yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah. You did a map
0: in the middle, <laughs> yep. and then you had like little info bites around the side. Okay, so my mum helped me like draw a huge map of Canada, mm-hmm. including you know totem poles uh-huh. and bears and all of that stuff. And I just remember being in love with Canada for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And the minute my feet hit the ground there. With Damien, I felt like I was home.
1: It's so interesting. You and I have so many, like, shared, like, historical commonalities. Like, l- like a ton, actually. But mm. I also was married to a Canadian.
0: You were not. Yes, you know this. Oh, brief? No, you briefly said, like, there was this... But this is, the cute photos I've seen of oh, a okay. really beautiful person. I was, yeah, I the was, the was guys married... We were I was, in the... For- in, was it the Botanical garden yeah I
1: was married to a Canadian from Windsor Ontario
0: oh you're <laughs> kidding me well that's your problem you went Ontario you went the French know, side I you know, need to go to the oh I know,
1: I know. <laughs> um, no West
0: I, Coast baby well
1: I've t- I've definitely been to Vancouver and um, I've, I've taught at um, British Columbia Witch Camp which is in squamish territory so mm. I've, and I've been oh my god the island like Cortez mm-hmm. and um I even love Victoria like that I that love Victoria is so weird
0: this is where I got this <laughs> tattoo. oh ah! Oh, I went amazing. to Victoria with Damien just to see yeah. this First Nations artist and yeah. get that tattoo. Salt
1: Spring Island. Have you ever been there? <gasps> Salt Spring Island is. I remember. So I finished teaching um, at British Columbia Witch Camp, which is a six night camp, and it was a very intense camp. This was back in 2014, and I went to see my friend Serafina, who is a homeopath and a herbalist who li- and a witch who lives in um, Salt Spring Island. And I, I remember I was so exhausted, and I slept for twenty. Hours. What? And I felt the salt spring. Like, it was healing me. And I remember waking up and I was like, honey, how long have I been out? And she's like, hmm, 20 hours. <laughs> and I was like, really
0: I... a whole day? Yeah, I was like,
1: fuck. And she's like, you, you needed it. And that island is just like, it's just magical. Like, it's just come out of the most magical fucking ocean. It's just shining. It's just shimmering and... I like the thing I love about traveling as well. I guess there's a part of me that just loves connecting with new landscapes, and um, I've gotten quite good at dropping in and opening and listening and opening to different perceptions. And um, because I've just ended up, I'm 31 now, and I've just ended up traveling so much. Like, it's how old? I'm 31. <laughs> what 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 does that mean, bitch? I am
0: like so old oh. compared to you.
1: Oh, you are not. You're like what four or five years older than me.
0: Apparently, I'm fat and haggard and have no sex. Apparently.
1: Wait, w- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's another topic of conversation.
0: Hate is gonna hate you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that that's that's veering far to the left, <laughs> but back on track. Um. Yeah, so I feel like traveling as a witch and as a human animal who is like practicing being sensitive is um, and, and opening perception is really actually quite um, creatively dynamic for me. And I have developed and discovered all kinds of ways to anchor deep and spread wide and, and listen. And I've noticed um, over the years that if I don't do those initial practices when I land in a new place, it's very, um, I often have a head like, so I often get off a plane, you know, when I travel from Australia to the United States, it's not uncommon to be dehydrated and all of that and to sometimes have a headache and feel all kinds of shit. But when I like drop my roots, align my soles, spit, rub my spit in the dirt, take some dirt, sprinkle over my head, the, the headache always goes away.
0: Oh my god!
1: And it's just I like I wish I could do that. It's just it's just quite profound how how quick it happens. <laughs> um, so
0: I'm the opposite. Oh. I'm a terrible flyer. Oh honey, terrible, terrible flyer. Like um, before, I could go and see a doctor and say I'm medicated. <laughs> it was three shots of whiskey, headphones on. And some great music, and that was it. Yeah, like I just couldn't. I can't cope. Yeah, and it's an irrational fear. It's like my anxiety attacks. It's like
1: oh, my body
0: betrays me. I know that. I know the statistics. I know that people fly. I know that everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But the minute that I, it's not even the takeoff or the landing. It's that when I can feel the dropping distance between my ass and the planet. I'm done.
1: Well, we're not meant to be up there. No, we're not. So it is a fetch response. You're having a fetch response. Uh,
0: is that what it is? Because I'm like,
1: what? I think that's what this it we You're in a fucking metal bird that shouldn't. be I'm able in to a metal bird. This, that's like
0: always what I think. That's
1: spitting out a lot of pollution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's a whole other thing. Look, I think I think we're gonna have to do a part two of this. <laughs> like honestly, and also we can do the part two when I get back from two months of traveling in the states. No,
0: and I'm talking bad things about flying experiences. Okay? <laughs> you get
1: in there, I, I, I'm pretty chill. There have there was once.
0: Don't know if it's a bad story about flying. Around, okay, I don't want to okay, hear. Well, it.
1: never mind. I, yeah, I don't want to freak anyone out. Save
0: that for the yeah. the listeners. Let's just I'm say i
1: float a lot, <laughs> so I have a lot of different experiences.
0: I'm gonna miss you a lot. Oh, I hope you. I, I mean, I know you're gonna have an amazing time. I think so. There's some in, you know, really incredible places. For you to be teaching,
1: yeah, and to be and it's needed, and to be, and to be,
0: and then we'll see you when you get oh, back. Yes, um, I, but I, I don't think we've taken a moment on air really to to just say thank you so much for how many people have I'm- been downloading the podcast.
1: This is amazing. Like this Um, was just something we wanted to do, and now it's uh, we're at episode twelve, yeah, and we're like, we have all these guests lined up from 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 the Antipodes, and not like from from our Antipodes, from the Antipodes according to us, yes, (laughs) and and so many
0: awesome. Like we're already full until the end of the year, so we're um,
1: and it's because of you.
0: It's because of y'all.
1: Oh, y'all.
0: we want to thank you very much And we look forward to talking to you Very soon yeah. So enjoy the uh, music Yes, yeah, enjoy it We'll see you soon Bye. Bye We lay upon the hill that Lay beneath the wolf sky Without the dark clouds falling And omen moment I the thunder rolling How preceded the storm We're living this has been the antipodean arts podcast music by wendy rule the song is wolf sky